Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody, it's Sam with Wrestling Overtime. It's Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. And Tony Khan gives 100% of the credit to Kenny Omega for the AEW Impact Wrestling Partnership. He says that Kenny has put in a lot of time and thought into this that they have even created another new focus of the AEW Impact Partnership as Private Party became the number one contenders of the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championships last night on Impact Wrestling. Sasha Banks, if you haven't heard um, this podcast episode... I haven't subscribed to the podcast. Um, I want to listen to another episode, but it is um, a UK podcast, and it's called Normal Not Normal. And I listened to just the Sasha Banks episode. I knew that Sasha Banks had a autistic brother and that they moved around a lot. When she was a child, in order to find him um, good situations or good schools, and that she decided to attend online school, um, I think she said when she was 14. But one of the things that I wish more wrestling superstars would speak up and say was that WWE changing their travel schedule due to COVID-19 has helped her improve her performance. And I think it has many wrestlers. And I know we want to see them. I want to see them. I want them to come to my hometown so that I only have to drive, you know, a half an hour to see them. And then I can gripe about traffic coming home. But it's so much better for them. It makes so much better TV. I would rather them just travel to pay-per-views and not put the wear and tear on their bodies. If you listen to any of the veteran wrestlers, such as Stone Cold Steve Austin, and they talk about what they went through, 
and on this podcast, Sasha talks about it. It is unbelievable in this day and age that they put their bodies through that. I would rather plan a couple trips to Orlando or Tampa or Jacksonville or uh, Nashville to see Impact and see them in a place where they're comfortable, where things are safe. They know they're safe. They don't have to, you know, worry about anything. I would rather do that or... Or them tell me where a pay-per-view is six months ahead of time, and I can plan a trip to to be where they are. Because she talked about the company staying in Florida, first in Orlando and then in Tampa, and how she lives in Orlando. And it has just kept her body in better shape, but mentally she's in better shape she talked about how she was on the road five or six days on day one it was getting up tremendously early three four o'clock in the morning to go to orlando international airport or sanford airport to get on a flight to get somewhere close to where they were going to be that week renting a rental car and then knowing she was going to be on the road the next five or six days and driving to where she needed to be checking into the arena you know finding out what they were going to be doing who she was going to be doing it with um you know approximately maybe what time Eating, stretching, getting dressed, all of that, going through and performing for us, staying and signing autographs and and then getting all of her stuff ready, trying to find a place to eat or if she carried um, her food with her from catering or whatever to make sure they would then drive anywhere from four to six hours sometimes to a different state depending on how big the state was but sometimes to a different state and be at their hotel at four o'clock in the morning she said there are numerous times that she's walked in at four o'clock in the morning gave them hey i'm mercedes i i need my room and they've said oh we didn't think you were coming we gave your room away and she's had to say, well, do you have another room? Or if she rode with another wrestler, hoping that they, their room didn't get gave away and that she can stay with them. Or trying to call from that hotel to other hotels in the area to see if they have a hotel room available. To arrive and then say, oh, uh, checkout is at 10. And her saying, but it's 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Can I have a late checkout by any stretch of the imagination? And they would say, yeah, you, you've got to be out by noon. And so she gets up and gets out at noon and then goes, works out, gets something to eat, stretches, all of that. And then we'll go over to the arena. And it's the same thing. 
for the next five or six days of of putting on a show for us and then getting in the car and driving. And she said mentally the wear and tear of, you know, putting on a show and then, you know, driving and then trying to stay awake and carpooling and, and making sure you have a hotel room and then making sure you got to get up and, and making sure you get on the plane flight or the rental car is fine or the rental car is back in time. And, and, and she talked about how this has been a nice break. How she has been able to get better as a wrestler by getting with some of the veterans of WWE or NXT and watching tapes with them, not only of herself, but of other wrestlers, of going to the performance center and working out or going to her gym and working out with her own trainer, um, working on new moves. And getting to talk to whoever she's in a storyline with, hang out with them, them come up with different ideas. She said that's why some of the pay-per-view matches have been better because they've been able to work through things. They've actually been able to practice things. What a novel concept that they're performing for us and that they get to practice. And that's something that we've heard about the Royal Rumble with it being at Tropicana Field that they're going to practice that week. And so I fully expect the Royal Rumble when I sat down to watch it. I don't necessarily want the stunts to be out of this world. I just don't want there to be a bunch of botches. Um, Next up, uh, Roman Reigns, of course, since they went ahead and announced the next three uh, WrestleManias once a match against The Rock at WrestleMania 39, since it'll be in L.A., Hollywood, and he said now The Rock has three years to make it happen, to clear his schedule, and to be there for WrestleMania. And I hope this happens so everyone will shut up about it. Just like I hope that WrestleMania 40 is in Las Vegas so I can go there. Anyway, um, Saving Callahan. Um, he was speaking to Battleground Podcast. And he decided to stay with Impact Wrestling. Um, I think you heard me in previous episodes whenever... It would be in the news. I would call him Mr. Impact Wrestling because he ignored any other opportunities for him outside the company. Um, anytime a different company approached him, he told them he was staying with Impact Wrestling. He has unfinished business in seeing this company reach new heights. He said that, you know, in storyline, he doesn't always get along with Eddie Edwards, but he has to totally respect Eddie Edwards because Eddie Edwards' heart is with Impact Wrestling. Now, um, I think most of us, if we sat down and thought about it, knew it. But Kenny Omega spelled it out that before AEW, he really didn't have 
a lot of TV experience. Yes, he had did pay-per-views. Yes, he had did, you know, some TV shows and everything. But he had never been a part of a weekly TV content grind. He told uh, TV Insider that his learning experience about this has been in front of the world. And, you know, he has made some mistakes. But he said, now that we're hitting year two, I really am feeling comfortable with my place in creating content, creating um, storylines, working with other wrestlers, plus getting my own wrestling in. Um, JR, as we all know, um, late in 2020, said some things that made some wrestlers upset, and I'm sure this will too. This week, Jim Russell and um, Grilling JR spoke about how, in the past, wrestlers were able to get more experience because of the territory system. And I kind of compare this to what I talked about just a couple minutes earlier about what Sasha said. In a territory, you traveled the same territory kind of weekly. So if you were in uh, Memphis on Monday night and then Tuesday night you drove over and you were in Nashville and then Wednesday night you were in Knoxville and then um, Thursday you might be in Louisville and then Friday you might be in I don't know Cincinnati or something like that and then you would drive home for the weekend and You'd start all over again Monday in Memphis. You got used to that, and you were working five days a week, short drives, same people, and you got to tell stories, and you learned from veterans about the stories. A lot of people have wrote in or said stuff to me on Twitter and said, I don't want stories. I want them wrestling. Well, the stories are part of the wrestling. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand when people say storylines or stories. It's the in-ring psychology. Stone Cold, I think, possibly does the best at breaking it down. Um, JR does a really good job, and Tony Schiavone does too, but I think Stone Cold does the best at breaking down in-ring psychology and how you further your story by what you do and say in the ring and how... There has to be this baby face heel concept and how it is the heel's job to get heat or to get hate 
on them that they want the crowd yelling at them they want the crowd booing them they want the crowd um you know giving them the thumbs down or shooting them the bird and and getting mad because they're beating the crap out of this baby face and the baby face is crawling and doesn't know if they're going to be able to even get up let alone make a comeback and and how they all of a sudden because of the crowd or because they say something because they get angry or because they get fed up or whatever that the crowd cheers them on and gets them going that the baby face starts making the comeback and getting after the heel and he talks about how when you get this storyline and you're really feeling it as a crowd you don't know what's going to happen you hope you know what's going to happen you hope your favorite your baby face is going to win but sometimes boom at the last minute the heel cheats or the heel does something and they win and how it breaks your heart and how your stomach sinks and you're like gosh darn it and and you hate it and that though is what makes you tune in next week is what's that baby face going to say what's that heel going to say how are they going to continue doing this story and what jr said that because they're not getting experience in the territory system and if you're if you don't have it set up now with COVID-19, someplace where your wrestlers are going and getting the experience and getting in the ring daily or every other day. Or, you know, um, he talked about how that's the reason why on AEW Dark, they originally started out with six or seven matches. And now a lot of times they're having 15. It's, they want to get people as much practice as they possibly can. And he said that right now, throughout wrestling, it's not AEW, it's not WWE, it's not New Japan. It's just throughout wrestling that the in-ring psychology is simply illogical. That you have different, and this is a quote, I'm sorry. Quote, you have different strengths and you have different weaknesses. And now it seems like our kids are just trying to get their shit in sometimes, unquote. And what he means is, and he doesn't care to point it out. And I think that's great. And I wish more announcers would do it. Because I think if you would embarrass wrestlers on TV by pointing it out, I think they quit doing it. Because it's obvious that no one in the back is yelling at him about it. But if I'm wrestling Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I haul off, and I kick him in the left knee, and he's selling the left knee, and I'm kicking him in the left knee, and I put the figure four on the left knee, and he's screaming, and he's yelling, and he can't hardly get up because his left knee hurts so much. 
and he climbs up the ropes and he's selling it and we're having a good match and everybody's doing and we've got our in-ring psychology going and I'm I'm just laying it to him if the next thing you know he's climbing up to the top rope to do a meet Aurora a meet Aurora and he's hitting me with the V trigger with his left knee and he's uh doing a super kick with his left knee that's when you lose fans or at least fans that are paying attention or at least fans that are trying to get into the wrestling bubble and believe because they just so saw you for 5 10 15 minutes sell that left knee and how bad it was killing you what did you do did you take a time out we didn't see it and you shot yourself full of adrenaline or you put cortisone in your left knee or what happened that that left knee all of a sudden got better and you were able to do a super kick and a v-trigger with it and that's what he's talking about when he says that kids are just trying to get their stuff in they're trying to get in what they're famous for and a lot of times you shouldn't and when you see people like randy orton or aj styles or even cody and dustin rhodes um scu is very good about it maybe they can't do their famous move because you've hurt them and you hurt their left knee you'll see them go to do their famous finisher like aj styles may climb up to get ready to do the phenomenal forearm and that left knee will give out on him and you'll see him fall to the mat and you'll think oh no how's he gonna finish how's he gonna do the phenomenal forearm is his left knee won't work well that's when aj styles pulls something out of his bag that maybe you haven't seen him do in two years or maybe he pulls out his finisher from impact wrestling or maybe he pulls out his finisher from new japan or maybe he has a new finisher and you get to see the start of it that's what makes it worthwhile and i think that jr's right that a lot of times wrestlers right now they just want to do what they got famous for and you can't always do that you've got to be able to show some in-ring psychology and make it make sense next news item is uh bet online at ag has came out with the first set of royal rumble bets 
and it looks like Daniel Bryan right now is the most likely winner. He is at plus 125. The next person is Keith Lee at plus 400. Then you have Edge at plus 500. Brock Lesnar at plus 600. Big E at plus 700. Goldberg at plus 800. Drew McIntyre at plus 900. And AJ Styles at plus 1,000. I think we see these um, numbers go up and down over the next week. So be looking for that or I will be looking for that. So we'll we'll pay attention to that. WWE signed three women to contracts this week. Um, Elena Black. Now her name is going to be Cora Jade when she gets in the WWE. And then they sign Lacey Ryan. Never heard of her or seen her. Need to look her up on YouTube. But her WWE name is going to be Zoe Stark. And then a name that I think that all of us are familiar with is Priscilla Kelly. And she's going to be going by Gigi Dolan in WWE. Priscilla Kelly... um I don't want to lead with this, but I am going to lead with it, is the current wife of Darby Allen. They are in the process of getting a divorce. I don't think their divorce is completely final yet. But she has wrestled in AEW and AEW Dark. Um, But Priscilla Kelly is most famous for some of the outrageous stunts that she has pulled on the independent circuit. She is the one whose video went viral a year and a half ago. Has it been that long? Oh, about a year and a half, two years ago, I guess, with her pulling out the tampon and uh, shoving it in the other wrestler's mouth. That was Priscilla Kelly. She will be going as Gigi Dolan in WWE. Um, PW Insider said that as of right now, and we know things can change at the last moment, WWE is planning for... Uh, WrestleMania 37 to be three hours each night for it to be going seven to ten with about 25,000 people, fans each night. Um, no, they have not started selling tickets and no, we do not have any ticket prices yet. It is unknown whether they're going to be doing an hour kickoff show or a two hour kickoff show. I think they do an hour each night, or at least I hope so. Um, Adam Pierce. He sent out a tweet and explained that the number of superstars were given a go-ahead by management to declare their entries into the 2021 Royal Rumble. The ones that weren't given this privilege must qualify for their spot and he was told to tweet this out by wwe creative so that people would know um it's been like this every year i don't know why people are throwing a fit this year um 
I really don't. But anyway, uh, Fightful Select came out with a lot of people were wondering why in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Women's Classic that Jessamine Duke was not Marissa's partner and they said that Jessamine Duke is not injured but it has been decided by her that she wants to focus on creating a different form of content for WWE. She is now working with Up Up Down Down along with Shayna Baszler and um, Dakota Kai as co-commissioners. And she has been hired as a, or she was a full-time game streamer before coming to WWE. So she decided to be hired by WWE and she is creating digital content full-time for them now. She said due to the COVID-19 that she felt safer like this and is more comfortable in this role. So I wish her the best of luck. Um, I hope that she's absolutely awesome at it. Now the last thing that I just kind of want to mention for those of you who didn't know that he was on the Joe Rogan Experience. The Undertaker was on the Joe Rogan Experience and Joe Rogan um, brought up steroids. The Undertaker, of course, admitted that he had taken steroids and he said that a lot of people thought in their minds that they had to be big and ripped, that they felt they needed to be 300 pounds and all jacked up. He said, but in reality, no one really cares. That fans are interested in the characters we are and that we create on TV and in front of them. And I thought, that is so true. You know, some of the biggest, fattest, sloppiest wrestlers in the world were some of my favorites when I was a kid because of the characters they were. Um, you know, one of my favorites, he wasn't big and fat. I don't want you to think that I'm saying that. But one of my favorites I can remember that still I absolutely love is Scotty Too Hotty. I loved him as a kid. I loved the worm. I loved him dancing. I loved all of that and got into it. And it was stupid and I know it. But you know what? I don't even remember whether... He was ripped or jacked or anything. I have no idea if Scotty Too Hotty had a six-pack. You know what? I didn't care back then. I cared about what kind of story they were telling. The Undertaker said now they are tested for steroids, but he doesn't know how some of the larger superstars remain so cut. One of the wrestlers he named was Braun Strowman. Um, it was said afterwards, Joe Rogan took up for Braun Strowman and said, you know, obviously he is on a muscle building program, lifting weights, on supplements, 
um, taking vitamins, all of that. Um, the Undertaker said he wasn't able to achieve a cut look even when he was on steroids. That he just didn't do it right, he guessed. He also talked about uh, Vince McMahon on that show and how there were two things in Vince McMahon's life that he cared about. One was working out constantly, and the other was WWE wrestling. And he said still to this day, he will get phone calls from Vince McMahon out of the blue, not expecting it. And they will be in the middle of talking through whatever. And he said out of the blue, Vince McMahon will say, hey, did you get your workout done today? And the Undertaker said he will say no. And Vince McMahon will say, well, why not? And he'll say, because I didn't feel like working out. So I didn't. And he said Vince McMahon will lay into him because he believes in working out every day and working out hard every day. And the Undertaker said that just was not him. And um, I can't say that I blame the Undertaker. I feel that way too. So... How do you guys feel? What do you guys think about what Sasha Banks said about getting to stay home? What JR said about uh, in-ring psychology and wrestlers of today selling stuff but then trying to get their moves in? And what do you think about uh, what The Undertaker said? Let me know what you guys are thinking. Write me at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at wrestlingovertime. I want to know what you guys are thinking and talking about. I will talk to you soon, and I will see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.